Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesechtas Pesachim Perik Dalid, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. And we are discussing when there are various customs, depending on where you're from, how exactly do we follow, what do you follow, and it depends on where you are. Kyotzebo. Similarly, as we said in the previous Mishnah, that we said, if you live in a place where they're stringent and you go to a place where people are lenient, so you take the stringencies from where you are and you carry them over, whereas if the other way around, you live in a place that's lenient, you go to a place that's stringent, you have to take the stringencies of where you are. And the important thing is not to don't do things that are different than what's regularly done because it causes strife. So you may be thinking, one minute, if everyone's doing malacha and you're not doing malacha because you come from a place where they are stringent and don't work on Arab Yomtif, so then you're, you're Mishana, you're doing something that's different. Everyone's going to look and say, why aren't you doing malacha? And the answer is, well, every town has their loafers and people sit, sitting on the street corners not working, so I'll assume you're one of them. Okay, that's what the Gemara tells us. This is going to take us back to our days and learning Zerayim together, that during the year of Shemitah, all produce is considered ownerless, and anyone can take it and bring it in their homes. However, once the produce, whatever, let's say you take an apple in your house, it's ownerless and you acquire it. Once it's in your house, once it reaches the point where it's no longer available outside for the animals, as in the season of apples has passed, so then whatever fruit it is, if not gets apple, whatever fruit it is, it's called zman bi, or you have to remove it from your home, put it out on the streets. So, this that we define the zman beer again, when it's no longer available in the fields, well, it's going to depend on your geographic region. Some places it was one month some places another month well let's say you have uh a fruit uh and it, you're living in wherever it may be in yavna and in yavna you can no longer get these, these grapefruits in the field so now you have you have an obligation to destroy it but you take and you bring it to uh yavniel all the way to the northern part of israel so then there it's not a place where it's mom beer is yet because you can still find you can still find these um grapefruits out in the fields or the way around the Makom Shalokal, the Makom Shakalo, Chayiv Levayer. So now your your obligation is to burn, to destroy them, to remove them, because because we we go after the stringency of whatever this man beer is. So again, if it's from coming from a place of beer, you have to d- destroy it, or it's or it's going to a place of beer, you have to destroy it. Yehuda Omrim Lo Save Havilcha At Af Ata. Yehuda says you have to go, and this is your and you have to go to the and bring. Uh, excuse me. We say to the owner, go out to the field and bring for yourself a sample of each of these species. Now, that's a very cryptic line. What exactly does that mean? Go out to the field and and find yourself one of each species. So here is some background. And the Rav points this out on the side, and the Gemara also elaborates on it. Here's the case. You have a barrel, and back in the day, they didn't have a way of keeping things uh keeping things cold and therefore and keeping them refrigerated so things would spoil right away how did you store it so you pickle things you take a barrel and you fill it with three different species now one of these species the zman beer for it happens before the other two as in, let's say you have in this you pickled you have uh, cucumbers tomatoes and olives why not i don't like olives but okay for for the argument's sake you have olives and the pickles or the cucumbers that is this zman beer runs comes so now you can't eat the pickles but what about the other two so the tanakama says Actually, the way we look at it is now that's one big dish, we go after the latest man beer. So whichever fruit or vegetable in this, in this pickled barrel has the latest man beer, that becomes this man beer for all of them, and therefore you can even eat the pickles. Rehuda says, no, he disagrees. Rehuda Omer, save af ata. Go out to the field and bring for yourself a sample of each of these species. I.e., if you cannot find one of these species in the field, then you have to remove that from the mixture and declare it ownerless, as in this man beer now comes for that, that one. Obviously, there's going to be a third sheet, which is not mentioned in the Mishnah, is maybe what you can argue, once it's all pickled together, it all becomes one big mixture. 
which would mean that part of the, the uh, cucumber juice is now in the olives, and part of the olive juice is in the cucumbers, and, and, in the, and part of those are in the third vegetable, the peppers, which, or tomatoes, and therefore we, we will say that you have to get rid of all of it, because now the Zman Beer applies to all of it, but the Mishnah is now just talking about these two sheets, Tanakam, who says we go after the latest Zman Beer, and Rabbi Yehuda, who says, no, we, go, we, we have to remove from this mixture what, what any vegetable whose Zman Beer has passed. Okay. Mishnah Gimel. There is a halacha that one is not supposed to sell animals to an idolater. And the reason for that is, is because really it stems from one is not allowed to lend or rent your small livestock, such as your sheep or goats or whatever, or, or large livestock, let's put it that way, to an idolater for the, uh, the, because there's a concern that the idolater doesn't care about Shabbos and he's going to work your animals on Shabbos. And as we know, a owner is commanded to let their animals rest on Shabbos. So in order to avoid having your animals work on Shabbos, we say you can't rent or lend, lease your animals to an idolater, and by extension, we don't even let you sell. Says our Mishnah, again, sorry, there's going to be the, the, the debate is, or the different, there's a, there are different, differing customs about how far we take this. So, if you live in a place where people sold small livestock, such as sheep and goats, to idolaters, you can sell them. Again, because there they're going to say, no, one's gonna, no one works a sheep or a goat. You live in a place where the custom extended so far as to say we don't even, even sell any sheep or goat, even small behemotakos, and you cannot sell them. You can't say, well, you know, they do it over there, so I'll do it over here. But in every place, one is not allowed to sell large livestock. Again, the actual prohibition, not the custom, the prohibition, the rabbinic that is, is with large livestock such as oxen and horses because we are concerned that if you start to lease them, then they're going to work your oxen and horses, uh, horses, not horsen, horses on the Shabbos. What about calves and fowls? Fowls are the horse, baby horses. Whether they are healthy or they're maimed, as in whether they're healthy or they're unable to work, a person's permitted to sell them because the, the issue is only when they are, um, when they are fully grown. Rehuda says, no, you can only sell uh, um, the maimed ones, but you can sell those that one day could actually go to work. And Becerra comes along and says, actually, a horse one is allowed to sell because horses people don't do forbidden labor with. Rather, they just ride them. And that's only rabbinic. That's not biblical. And therefore, he allows you to sell horses. I wish you all a wonderful day.